towards the end of Parshas Kairach, we read that even after the earth opened up and swallowed up Kairach and his cohorts, and thereby proving that Moshe and Ahar were indeed Hashem's choice for leadership, there remained a sense of skepticism among the people. There was a sense that Klai Yisrael wasn't truly convinced, particularly regarding Aharon's role as the Kohen Gadol. So to reassure the people, the Rabbi Shalom instructed Moshe to do some sort of competition to determine the leader. Hashem told Moshe, take 12 matos, 12 staffs. On staff number one, write the name of the Nasi of Shevet Ruven. Staff number two, write the leader of Shevet Shimon, and so on. And on the staff of Shevet Levi, write Aharon's name. And place them in front of the Aaron. And make sure that Aharon's staff is somewhere in the middle. So they shouldn't say that he had an unfair advantage. Leave the sticks there overnight. And I will perform a miracle and make one of them blossom. In the morning, when you return to examine the staffs, the person with the mata that indeed blossomed, I will anoint as the coin Gadol. And that should settle the score for all eternity. In the morning when the Nisim returned, they all saw that indeed it was a harn stick that blossomed, while the others remained barren. And that resolved any doubt. The Torah concludes this episode with a very peculiar statement. All of the Nisim took back their staffs. And the question is, why did they do that? There was a competition between 12 leaders, a harn one and the other 11 lost. Why would they want to hang on to their sticks? Every time they would look at their stick, it would actually remind them of losing. This is comparable to, let's say, you attend the Chinese auction and there's a raffle for a trip to Israel. So 500 people buy a ticket, hoping to be the lucky winner. At the end of the night, they pull the winning ticket out of the box and they announce the winner. Would the 499 losers go over to the box and try to scoop up their losing ticket? It's a worthless piece of paper. So the question remains, why did the Nesim take back their staffs? And Rav Zalman Sirotskin in the Sefer Znaim Torah offers a beautiful idea. He says, living the life of a Kohen or a Levi was not easy. You did not own any property in Eitz Israel. You constantly had to come on to others for your sustenance. It was a life of hardship and poverty. But despite the difficulties, they all wanted to win the competition and become the chosen Shevet. They would not resent such a lifestyle. They would wear it like a badge of honor because they were among the Shevet chosen by Hashem. It was worth more to them than all of the riches, all of the real estate in the world. So after they lost, they went into the Mishkan and picked up their staff and took it home with them. And they framed it. And they hung it on the wall in the living room next to the picture of Moshe Rabbeinu. They gathered the family around the table. They told them, Look at that staff. You know what that represents? I was in a competition to become part of Shevet Levi. I was willing to give up everything to become part of the chosen Shevet. You see this beautiful house? You see all of these beautiful paintings? You see all of these expensive antiques? I was willing to give it all up for a chance to do the Avoida in the Besamikdash. My proudest possession is this staff. This staff says that I know what is important and what is trivial. I know that all of my riches, all of my physical possessions pale in comparison to the job that Shevet Levi got. And that's why they all took home their staffs. Not every person is Zoycha to be a Rav or a Shishiva or earn their livelihood in the field of Chinuch. 
But we need to demonstrate to our children where ideally we would have liked to be, even if it was not meant to be. What we have to convey to them is what is truly important in life. And it's not my beautiful summer home or the latest model Tesla in the driveway. It's the time I get to learn Torah and do mitzvahs and educating my children. There's a story told about a man who lived in New York in the beginning of the 20th century. And he raised a beautiful family of happy and healthy and from children. Each one a gem, one greater than the next. They once asked his son, tell us a little bit about your childhood. He said, when my father came to America, it was extremely difficult for a Jew to hold on to their job. Every Monday morning, just like many other Jews, because he didn't show up for work on Shabbos, he would walk into the place of business and the boss would hand him a pink slip. And he was shown the door, never to come back again. My father would come home beaming, with a huge smile on his face, and show us his pink slip, and thank the Rebbeinu Shlonim for allowing him to keep Shabbos again, instead of giving in and going to work. He would then daven to find a new job and head outdoors for job hunting. This happened week after week. Every year when sukkahs came around, my father would build a sukkah and he took out the bag where he kept all of his pink slips. He picked each one of them up and kissed it and he proudly decorated the walls of our sukkah with them. And he told us, this is my nicest noyasika. Those pink slips hanging on the wall of his sukkah was his mata, his staff that the Nassim took back home with them. It was a life of hardship, but he truly understood what is important in life. And he was rewarded with amazing children who grew up to appreciate and love Yiddishkeit. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.